0: The more things change, the more they stay the same. (laughs) If you would, turn to Matthew chapter 13. We continue in our journey through Matthew. The 13th chapter of Matthew gives us the kingdom parables. The kingdom parables, and we've looked at a few of these, but this morning I want to take two more in verses 44 to 46. As we look at uh, hidden treasure, costly pearl... These two parables, and then, Lord willing, next we'll deal with the the parable of the net that's found at the uh, end of this chapter. Matthew 13, beginning at verse 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure, hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has, and buys that field again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant selling or seeking beautiful pearls who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Let's pray, Father, thank you for your word, and Father, we pray you would give us a clear, simple understanding of your word, what you're saying, what our Savior was teaching. And what we are to uh, apply from this uh, to our lives. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ who by his death on the cross paid the debt that we owed. By his burial and resurrection prevailed over the grave, over sin. It's been paid for. The penalty has been atoned for. And so Father we through the resurrection of Jesus Christ today have a living hope. And we rejoice together to be a part of your kingdom. We pray, Heavenly Father, today we would see that great value, that great treasure that is ours in Christ, for we pray in Jesus' name, amen. What do you consider to be of great value in your life? If you say your family is of great value in your life, then I think there should be some evidence to show for that. If you say, Well, my, my marriage is of great value in my life, then obviously you're going to love your spouse. Men, you're going to love your wife if you say your marriage is of great value. Or your children, if you say they're of great value to them, to you, then you will protect them. You will provide for them. You'll not spend the families. Money for necessities, to feed the children. You'll not blow it on frivolous things, sinful pleasures. In other words, the things that you say are of great value to you, you will take great effort in living, giving evidence of that value in your life. When we come to these two parables, Jesus is alone teaching His disciples. I I encourage you, for the sake of studying the Scripture and studying, to to read these parables, to to, to get study tools that might help you in, in understanding this. But I caution you, the commentaries are so divided on what Jesus was saying in these two particular parables. I confess that I've even preached on the pearl of great price and have taken a different interpretation than what I'm taking this morning. Though not in error, I don't believe, for this is more a simple approach that I give today. What was Jesus saying? I'm convinced He's speaking in these two parables about the value that we place upon and in particular our relationship to the kingdom of God or if you want to get specific our relationship to Christ how do you value him how much do you value him think about that in your own life I heard about this last week being Valentine's Day I heard about a husband his wife woke up on Valentine's Day morning and just smiling and said honey i dreamed last night that that you the, the, that on valentine's day you were going to give me a 20 carat diamond bracelet he said honey just wait till this evening and you'll understand it so all through the day she's excited because her loving husband had said she'd understand it this evening so she's expecting the 20 carat diamond bracelet that evening She comes home and he greets her with a wrapped present and she unwraps it. There's a book, How to Understand Dreams. (laughs) I don't know if he really valued his wife in that little story. How do you value Christ? What value do you place upon him? In these verses, Jesus is in essence saying, and you might jot this down, what is most important to you? Or what is most important to me? The first parable, verse 44, again, a parable is just an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And for the most part, every parable has just one simple truth. There are so many that want to make these two into so much more. And, and some that see that the, the pearl represents Israel, and some that see it as the church, and some that and, and and we get we get so convoluted that we may miss the simple point. And I'm convinced both of these, Jesus is telling us about things of great value. And in essence, he's asking us. What is most important to you? In the first parable, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. Here's a man working in a field and he stumbles upon this buried treasure. Maybe he was tilling the soil. And he stumbled upon this treasure. That might be a little foreign to us, but but there was a day, and particularly in the Middle East, they didn't have banks to store their wealth in. And if a man was foolish enough to keep all of his wealth inside his home when an invading army or some enemy pillaged and plunged (laughs) into that home, then they'd lose their wealth. And so they would bury the treasure six steps By the old tree, three to the uh, barn. (laughs) And they would bury the treasure. And if they were to sell the field or the piece of property with the treasure buried upon it, and they had forgotten about it for some reason or other, or had died and had been sold, the person who owned the property, the next owner, it was rightfully his. So verse 44 talks about a parable, a story where a man is working in a field and he finds this buried treasure and he buries it again. He puts it, I don't know if he puts it back in the same place, but he buries it and then with great haste, he buys the property so the treasure would be rightfully his. Same with the pearl of great price, verse 45 and 46. There's a merchant who was seeking beautiful pearls. Both of these men are diligent workers. Don't you see that in the parable? And he's, here's the, the, the one seeking the beautiful pearls. And then he found one that was more beautiful than all the others. A pearl of that was very costly. Pearls were used as a commodity for, for money, uh, for, for uh, uh, purchasing things. It was of great to find the perfectly formed pearl and maybe a certain size pearl. And so he discovers that. And when he finds that, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Now, who is Jesus speaking to here? He's talking to his disciples. We're we're told earlier, verse 36 of the 13th chapter, that Jesus had sent the multitudes away. So he's just talking to his disciples. They were those who had an ear to hear. He doesn't give an interpretation to it, as he did the parable of the soils. This this is the second and third of the ones he did not give an interpretation. So in other words, he thought they got the point. He felt that they understood. It was common story. It was common language. That they could grasp. And so, He's speaking to His disciples about this truth. It seems to me that Jesus is just making a simple point about that which is of greatest value. Let me me go through this and, and offer three simple points, three simple truths. Number one, when we go well number one, we go to great lengths to obtain that which we value highly. We go to great lengths to obtain that which we value. Again. You see the, uh, the, the, the man working in a field and he finds a, 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 a hidden treasure and, and he understands the law of the land that if he purchased the land, the treasure became his. He didn't have the right as it was to just simply take the treasure. He had to purchase the land to do it. And so what's the scripture say? that he, for joy over finding that treasure and it to become his, he sells all that he has and buys the field. He knew he couldn't just buy the hidden treasure. He went to great lengths to get that which was of great value, the pearl. He was already searching for pearls, but he found the one pearl of great price. What did he do? He went and sold all that he had and bought it. These men in the parable go to great lengths to obtain that which they value. Now hear me, I'm not saying that for you to have a relationship with Christ for you to be saved, I'm not saying sell everything you have and you can then earn it, purchase it, buy it. That would be salvation by works, and we know that it's grace. It's God's unmerited favor by which we are saved. But, dear friend, when you are saved, that relationship with Christ, you go to great lengths to value your Savior. You go to great lengths to value the the relationship that you have with Him. Here were these two men in the two parables, and, and they go to great expense to obtain it. All that they had, they got rid of, it says. He sold all that He had and bought the field, verse 44. Verse 46, He sold all that He had and He bought the one pearl of great price. We invest in those things that are of great value to us, in a temporal sense. We do sometimes we invest in things that, and and they're really bad investments. I I don't know, and and I I don't. Homes and automobiles seem to be the two things that that uh, we put great investment in, and it takes long term to pay it off. I think. Do they go beyond thirty years now on a home mortgage? And automobiles, I think seven or longer than seven. Apparently these are things of great value that they'll go to that extent to, 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 to obtain them, being saddled with those things, being burdened with that. I'm, I'm not condemning necessarily. You be true to your obligation if it fits within your budget and so forth. I, I'm not the, but, but the things that, that are of value to us will go to great expense. To obtain them. How about your walk with Christ? As a believer, as a follower of Christ, and that's who Jesus is talking to disciples who had already trusted Him. He's talking to them about kingdom living, being a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. It's free to be saved, but dear friend, it is not cheap. It is costly to walk after Christ. That's the simple message of these parables. We go to great lengths to obtain the things that we value. We we reveal our values by the time that we invest. If you value your family, you invest in your family. If you value your children, you invest in them. I noticed on one of the church signs down the road, it said children spell love, T-I-M-E. And while we may think it's most important that we work and that we work and we earn money and we earn money, sometimes all a child needs is love that is expressed in the time that we spend because we we give time to the things that we value. and We reveal our values by the things that we put our energy into. Here was a man digging in a field. Here was a man harvesting pearls. And it took energy for them to be able to do what they did to discover what they want. They showed considerable energy in these treasures and the way that they responded. Oh, that we might see the wealth of eternal value, that we invest in ourselves the gold of His grace. The pearls of His promises. The rubies of redemption. Eternal riches that are ours in Christ Jesus. And that we expand, we go to great lengths to live in the kingdom as kingdom citizens. And enjoy that relationship, that fellowship as sons and daughters of God. Followers of Christ. We go to great lengths to obtain what we value. That's taught here. Secondly, we pursue what we value diligently. Verse forty-four. It says, "And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys uh, it." The, the 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 idea the, with energy, he quickly before someone else found or took away or robbed him of the treasure that he thought he could get. Same with the uh, harvester of the pearls, the merchant seeking beautiful pearls. He sold all that he had and he bought it. I'm reminded of what Jesus taught in Matthew 6 and verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus is talking about here in these kingdom parables. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. How about you? Do you value Christ so much so that you pursue Him with diligence? Pursue Him diligently? If we're truly going to follow Him, then we need to be willing to follow Him completely. We live in a day and an age where there is superficial spirituality. I call it Facebook Christianity. You can post anything you want. I'm six foot eight, buff, perfect chiseled 240 pounds on Facebook. <laughs> you, can, you can purchase, you can post anything you want. And we often, now I'm not saying don't post truth, but we see a Facebook Christianity where reality isn't the same as what folks are posting. On one, one message, they're, they're posting or reposting of love of savior in the next message. It seems that cursing is coming out of the mouth. We, we live in an age where we want to give a nod to God. Yeah, the man upstairs. Just give him a nod. The things that you value, you value them diligently. You show diligence as did these in the parable. Paul understood that when he wrote to the Philippians in chapter 3, verses 8 through 11. Paul said, but I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing God. Christ Jesus, my Lord. Paul was saved. But he's talking about a diligent pursuit of what? Knowing Christ. The surpassing greatness. The excellence, the New King James says, the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. The old King James says dung that I may gain Christ and be found in Him. Not having my own righteousness which is from the law but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness which is from God by faith. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being conformed to His death if by any means I may obtain to the resurrection from the dead. I love verse 12 of Philippians chapter 3. He says, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, I had not arrived, he says, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Paul is saying what I think these parables are teaching. Paul is saying, I want to lay hold of that which is laid hold of me. Is there a diligence in your life to know the king of the kingdom of which you are a part? That's what we're seeing in this. The kind of attitude that a person in the kingdom should have is that with diligence we pursue Christ. Let's be very candid here, very honest. I will. I don't think I pursue Him with the manner that's described here. Here, with diligence, they sold all that they had to obtain the hidden treasure, the pearl of great price. Too often, I choose self over the Savior. Too often, I choose comfort over conformity to Christ. Too often, I choose pleasure instead of pleasing Christ. May God grant us repentance as we read of this parable, these parables. That we might with diligence, do these words convict? Is He our hidden treasure that we are pursuing diligently? Is He that pearl of great value? How do we do that? Hebrews chapter 12, the writer of Hebrews 12 says, says this, Since we're surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses, let us throw off, let us lay aside everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. How? By fixing our eyes upon Jesus. You value Christ? You value the King in which you're a kingdom citizen? Are your eyes fixed Upon Christ. Lay aside everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. May God convict us of those things that entangle us, those pleasurable sins. And then we are to run with perseverance. Consistency. Consistency. Truth be known, if we were consistent, Followers of Christ would pack the house every Sunday. People wouldn't let anything hinder them from coming together to worship Christ. You may say, well, I don't like the preacher down there. I don't like the deacons down there. Whatever, you're not coming for them. It's Christ who's the hidden treasure. It's Christ who is the pearl of great value. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. This is the how to persevere. Are your eyes fixed upon the Lord Jesus Christ? Constantly focusing on that He loves us, on that He died for us, that He shed His precious blood for the penalty of our sin, the payment, the atonement for our sin. And that He rose from the dead, opening the door of life to us. He is that hidden treasure. He is that pearl of great value. So we go to great lengths to obtain what we value. And if we value Christ, we will pursue Him diligently. Lastly, I would say that we pursue what we value with joy, not out of obligation. Verse 44, it says, And for joy... Over it. What's the it? The hidden treasure. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. In verse 46, it said, when he had found the one pearl of great price, that he went and sold all that he had and bought it. There's no obligation here. There's no doubt in my mind that some are here this morning. Some are listening today. Some some of you, some of us that we're here just simply because we say it's our obligation. Well, it may be, but is there joy? Here is the statement. We pursue what we value out of joy, not obligation. We enjoy Christ. It's not a sense of drudgery. There's no dragging of the feet in this par- these parables. Joyfully and eagerly they sold everything so they might obtain the object of their desire. What are you willing to give to follow after Christ? You say, well, I just want fire insurance so I won't go to hell. That's not what He's called us to. Praise God that He saves us from eternal damnation, eternal punishment that we rightfully deserve. But He saved us to so much more Pursue what we value out of joy. What length would you go to to save the life of your child? If your child, God forbid, somehow or another became sick and the doctor said he needs a kidney to live. Oh, and by the way, Dad, you have a perfect matching kidney. By the way, Mom, you have... A perfect matching kidney. Would you give that for your child? Would you? We go with joy. Not obligation. Not drudgery. With joy. Many years ago, in, uh, a, a British statesman had sent a chest with some things in it, important things, to a person he knew in a town in South Africa. The person in South Africa in that town saw the box arrive at the postal place, but he didn't want to, it was collect on delivery. He didn't want to pay the fare, the postal fee. And so he refused it. He was just that stubborn. The post office, they wouldn't do it. They didn't want to send it back, so they just used the chest as a footrest for many years. Finally, when the old curmudgeon died that it had been sent to originally the post office then put the chest up for sale and someone bought it for just pennies and when they opened it they found it filled with certificates silver certificates of the British pound great wealth that had been sent to that gentleman and they refused it there's great wealth In Christ Jesus. So much more than just fire insurance. There's great wealth of eternal value in our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the hidden treasure. He is the one pearl of great value. Great costliness. One one final thing in, in concluding. I noticed that in this parable that these two discovered the treasures in different ways. First, you have the worker in the field who's digging, working along, and he is surprised. He stumbles upon, if you will, the hidden treasure. The other, you have a merchant who is diligently seeking such. Is that not the way many of us come to Christ? Some stumble upon Him. You may have been... Shown up this morning just because it was an obligation. But before you is the Lord Jesus Christ, the one pearl of great value, the Lord Jesus Christ, the hidden treasure. How do you respond? And you may have stumbled in here upon Him. Or you may have been diligently seeking. Your story may be that you studied other belief systems. Or or your story may be that you, you grew up Knowing all the facts about the Bible. But you've never discovered the joy of being a citizen of the King. A child of the King. How do you respond? The hymn that we'll sing says, I lay my sins upon Jesus. Have you done that? In faith we believe that He paid the debt. For our sin. That's what the Bible teaches. We believe Him concerning His Word. Concerning Christ. And we're born again. Faith is excited within our hearts. And we're regenerated. Born again. And declared just. But when you're a child of God. And a child of the King. A citizen of the Kingdom. We pursue with diligence. We ought to with diligence and joy, that relationship we have with the King. How about you? Let's pray. Father, thank You for Your Word. I pray that uh, we've rightly divided Your Word. I pray, Heavenly Father, today that that we, we not convolute the simple things of the Scripture when the plain sense of the Word makes common sense May we not seek some other sense. And so this morning I pray, Heavenly Father, that these earthly stories with a heavenly meaning would burn within our heart and that we with the same energy and the same diligence pursue Christ. Follow after Him in the manner that Paul described in Philippians 3. That we may lay hold of that which is laid hold of us, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we love You and praise You and we ask this morning that You would move in every heart in the ways that bring glory and honor to Your name. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.